Welcome, everybody, to the 15th episode of the Moneyline Madness podcast. I'm Andrew. You can call me Andy B. I'm with Steven. I'm with Matt. How you guys doing? The so big 1-5. Week 15. This is insane right now. I can't believe we got 15 episodes under our belt. Truly tough to believe, but can't say anything better than I'm happy to be here with you guys and just excited to continue this road that we got going on here at Moneyline Madness, continue to win the people some money out there and just have fun doing it. Hell yeah. Love Hell to yeah. Hear. This is when NFL teams start clinching the playoffs. So let's go boys. All right. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to start. And with that being said, the giants have just been eliminated from Super Bowl <laughs> contention. That happened. Well, just get it out of the way. Now. <laughs> just pull the bandaid off <laughs> while we're here. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to start with some NBA today. We got a, Big slate, 12 games. We're not going to hit all of them completely, but we're going to talk about all of them. And um, so you guys want to get us rolling, Matt? Yeah, I'm looking right now. 7-10, Cleveland at Orlando. Not much going on in this game. If I'm taking anything, I like a little player performance double of Garland, double-double, and Cleveland to win. Plus 132. Little something light. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same trajectory with my bets today in this game. Uh, looking at a Cavs victory, one to 10 points at plus 170. Or if you're feeling a little player prop, like Laurie Markinen, two and a half threes at plus 150. He could shoot it very well from beyond the arc. He gets high, he gets cold, but I feel like tonight he's going to have a hot night. Magic stink, too. So Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, Matt has me obsessed with these player performance doubles. So I'm going to hit uh, Karis LeVert, five plus assists and a Cleveland win for uh, plus 144. All right. All that? I'm saying is one of us, like, there's no way that three of player performance doubles in this first ten hit. So it might, Vegas it might, is Vegas, Vegas is going to toss our salad a little bit tonight somehow <laughs> in this game. But I do like Cleveland and the Magic stink, so I'm not uh, I'm not really too worried about that game. If you guys want to head over to Steve's boys, Steve, you yeah. want to give us a little insight on their game going on at seven ten in Indiana. Let's do it. Looking at the Sixers going into Indiana to take on the piss poor Pacers. Um, I like Tobias Harris, a double double and a Philly win in this one at plus 630. Definitely not something that would be on the top of a lot of betters' minds, but I feel like this could be a game where Tobias kind of finds his groove. We're playing up against, as I said earlier, a bad Indiana Pacers team. So look for Tobias to get like 15 and 10 tonight or maybe 20 and 15, something along those lines, but I like Tobias, double-double, and a Philly win at plus 630. Book it. Yeah, I'm I'm also with a player performance double, obviously, because uh, I'm obsessed with them now. I have a maxi 20-plus points and a Philly win. I had 20-plus. 20 is about usual, I could say, against especially against the Pacers. I mean, you're right. The Pacers do suck. So uh, 20 for him should be fine, 20-plus. And then I obviously think they're going to win the game because – Pacers suck. So, uh, and that's plus 200 for everybody. I'm looking right now, and I think something light that I'm just going to touch on for this game is going to be Joel Embiid over one and a half threes. I think if he could stay behind the arc, and I don't know if Miles Turner is playing because they have no uh, player props up for the Pacers, but if he is, that's a stretch five on the other side of the ball that's going to force Embiid out a little bit more. So, I think that it's very possible for him to hit two. I mean, Joe Allen plays the Knicks and all of a sudden he hits like five. So <laughs> it is what it is for plus money 
over one and a half, uh, plus 110. I'm going to take that for my pick in that game. Matt, I really like where your head is at there. I had actually taken a look at that prop as well. Anytime I see him at like 0.5 or one and a half threes and it's plus money for a yes, I'm going with it all night because Embiid can shoot the three. It's yeah, just- no, it's super tempting. It's just a matter of like, is he there? And they're like, whose uh, night is it type of thing? And yeah. like with the way it seems lately, like he he's making that late season MVP push. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dropping like 40 tonight. And with that, there's got to be two threes in there, you know? Exactly. It'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, you guys ready to hop on into the Hawks at the Raptors? Yeah, I'm. I think this might be one of my favorite games of the night. I'm not gonna lie. Low key. Why so? Well, I think I really am just intrigued by the Raptors overall and like what they could do in this postseason. Being that like they have such a young group of guys, like between Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Freddie Van Meet, like, and then you add the length of a guy like Boucher, like. I really, I don't know. I'm just really interested in like what they got going on. And the fact that they've been able to win games, it doesn't seem like on paper that that's a squad that should be winning games, but they come in and like Nick nurse has a group of like really good coaches on that staff that really play good defense and are very manipulative, manipulative on the offensive side and it's paying off. So that on top of the fact that Trey young is trying to really make a push for the Hawks and late in the play in, um, I don't know. I'm really intrigued by this because it means something for both of these teams. Both like, you know, you're trying to stay away from Brooklyn as much as you can. So not much that I'm looking on for player props actually in this game. So I think that, man, I think that Atlanta plus three and a half is what I'm going to take. Yesterday I was able to snag it at plus four and a half because I don't know if you guys saw, Steve, I don't know if you saw in the chat, but I did, I did, I did happen chat. to think that today's slate was yesterday. So in addition to me picking the Tar Heels that I was wrong about, I also picked the Hawks <laughs> plus four and a half and a Kevin Porter Jr. line that I'll say later on. Well, those hopefully all hit for you tonight. And obviously, shout out to the, the Jayhawks getting it done last night for the national championship. First one since 2008 and obviously not making excuse me, the tournament wasn't taking place in 2020. They were the number one seed. So a little bit of retribution for them, but getting back to the NBA before Andy, you go, Matt, I think you posed a really good point when it comes to Nick nurse. He might be one of the most overlooked coaches in the league. Obviously they won a championship two, three seasons ago with Kawhi magical year, but I do believe that he was a big part in that success that they had. He's a young guy kind of can relate to those players and He understands how to make in-game adjustments, I think, better than a lot of coaches in the league. So I think you make a very good point there. And with that, Andy, what are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I'm so interested in the Raptors playoff run, too, because you know how they have a competitive advantage against everybody. So uh, that's going to be big for them. But um, uh, yeah, for tonight, because there is no player props, I was going to hit something with Van Vliet because Matt just nonstop talks about him. So I was going to hit something with him. But uh, I'm actually the opposite of Matt. I think uh, minus three and a half for Toronto. I think that I'm pretty comfortable with that. They're they're a good team, and they're obviously a playoff team. Atlanta's a play-in team for a reason, so I'm thinking a four or five-point win maybe. So obviously this one kind of sucks because there's no like player props. But yeah, I'm I'm with the Raptors tonight. Okay. Uh, also, I just wanted to add a little bit on uh, Nick Nurse. I think that him coaching. Uh, the FIBA basketball and the uh, team Canada, I think that that has a major part in like what his success is translating over into the NBA. Cause 
I don't know if you've heard, but Luka Doncic actually said the other day that international rules are somewhat harder than uh, the NBA's in terms of scoring. So I guess if you could kind of figure that out overseas, the defensive side and how to like work around those rules coming over here and trying to score the basketball is going to be way easier. Yeah. They don't have a three second violation. There's a lot different like inbounding rules. It's totally different. So I think Nick Nurse like has that kind of competitive advantage, you know, where to Toronto. Hondo P. And just quickly before we wrap up on this game, I'm looking at myself a nice little cheeky bet for this evening. No on the threes in the first two minutes of the game. That's at minus 102. So I don't see – obviously Atlanta has shooting ability with guys like Herter, guys like Trey Young, but I'm going to go with the safe side in my opinion. It's I mean I feel like there's, these teams, they take a little about like to get warmed up, and so I don't see them jacking up these threes super early in the game. So I'm going to go with no on that prop, minus 102. Um, you guys have any other thoughts before we take it to Houston at Brooklyn? I'm coming back with one. I'm scratching my bet of the the Hawks plus three, four and a half. And I think that I'm going to rock with the match slash total parlay tab. I don't think I've ever bet in this tab in my life, but I like the Toronto Raptors win and the under of 226 and a half at plus 200. Work. So I think that's going to be my final call for that. See how that pans out. And I know we've talked a lot about this game, but Andy, you had posed a point earlier that I thought was interesting too. You say the Hawks are a playing team, but I think they're a playing team with playoff talent. It's just kind of hasn't has, gone. Yeah, yeah I, they've also had injuries. I'll give them that. They have had some injuries throughout the course of the year that's put them back. But I, I agree with you. They're a playing. They're they're a playoff team with or a playing team with playoff talent. That was a really good way to put that. Um, but uh, for tonight, I think. Just Toronto at home, they get a, They just have some advantage over everybody else right now. So I, I'm with them. Cool. Just, no, I definitely understand where your head's at. Yeah. Want to take us into the Rockets at Brooklyn? Shouldn't be much to talk about here. Oh yeah, there's there's never much to talk about when Kyrie Irving's on the court, right? Um, for this <laughs> one, for this one, I have a, a a Kyrie double double and a Brooklyn win at plus two eighty five. They're gonna kick the crap out of Houston. I don't think they're covering seventeen. That's quite a line, but. I don't think I'd ever bet that line, but other than that, I, I think that's the only player performance double that I liked. But yeah, Brooklyn big tonight. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of a, uh, a bloodbath of just Brooklyn beating up on these guys. But I do think that if you were to bet on the Rockets, the one line that I liked was Kevin Porter Jr. over 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He's been absolutely balling to end the season, and him and Jalen Green are kind of figuring it out late in the season how to work together. And he's had 25-plus points in his past five games. So absolutely blowing that line out of the water. I feel that it's pretty low. You could get it at minus 115 on DraftKings. Um, I did not see it on FanDuel because I was actually checking, like I said, this line yesterday. So uh, if you are going to bet on the Rockets, that's the road I would go down. And then for the Nets, I really just I like Kevin Durant over two and a half threes at plus 102. Other than that, that's all I'm feeling for that game, Steve. I do not have many thoughts on this game just because when I took an initial look at it, I kind of thought what many other people probably think out there, like not many interesting things to touch on on this game because it's such a lopsided affair. I do think 17 points is a lot. And I do like Matt, the point that you had just posed about the two young guys on Houston, like they've been playing very well lately and playing very well together. I think they just both scored over 30 points in a game together, which was like the first time any, pair of young guys has done that in a long time um 
So they've definitely got some things to be proud of over there, some things that they're working towards. But if I had to go with anything in this game, I guess I would just go with the Nets minus 2,000 on the money line. Obviously not much money to be made there. But like maybe, you know what? Look for me to be active with this game on Twitter tonight. That way I could kind of take a deeper look and maybe come up with some player props that are worth while. You know what I mean? Not just some crappy minus 2,000 bet. Yeah, for sure. I got you. Yeah, I could have swore I saw a KPJ tweet yesterday that told me pretty much the same thing Matt just told me. It's an interesting, interesting look. Yeah? Yeah, I saw a tweet. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it was your tweet. Um, <laughs> on to the well, next game. I like there for those of you that didn't. I like KPJ. It went over I, I wanted KPJ. When the Cavs cut him, I wanted the Knicks to be all over that, man. <laughs> Why there did the Cavs no cut him again? Because he <laughs> threw a bowl of soup at somebody. <laughs> That's my favorite story in basketball. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you, bro. Yeah, that's why they called. He got mad and he threw a bowl of soup at somebody, and like they just kicked him out, and like he didn't want to give up his locker room Notorian Prince as well, and they just they got him out of there. He was and a young guy, the, bro. Too. All the Rockets gave up for that was a second round pick. Yeah, like the Knicks could have easily given up a second round. They could have given up a first, and I wouldn't have cared. Like Kevin Porter Jr. is yeah. that type of bucket. He's like he's got talented. talent. Like. There's oh, just yeah. no reason that, like, yeah, he's got, like, issues off the court, but, yeah. man, it's crazy what type of that one That one might be second behind Latrell Sprewell's story. The stories that he's had in his he had in his career, other than that, that story's amazing. I love hearing that. Facts. Well, Let's ha- yeah, we and, could head down to South Beach real quick. I was going to say the same thing. Head Get down a little South warm. Beach. Hell Lovely. yeah. Hell yeah. We got the Hornets going here. up against the Heat. Bro, there is, you, you want to know something funny? There is no props on the heat because they know that like the heat are just going to rip these guys apart like i really think that like if i was to bet this i was going to bet on like bam out of bio double double in miami to win um the hornets have really like good pace they're third in pace they love to run and gun but they don't rebound at all so for that reason i'm just i'm expecting a lot of bam out of bio boards but if that doesn't pop up honestly i'm keeping my hands off this game money wise that's where my head immediately went as well was Bam Adebayo obviously having a phenomenal season. And I think you could even argue as phenomenal as he's playing, he's still a bit under the radar. Like he gets attention, but probably not as not much. Not too much respect. Yeah, absolutely. But given the situation and given that there aren't any player props out for the heat, you know what? I'm looking at this and the Hornets are super up and down in my opinion they beat teams that they shouldn't and then they lose games that they shouldn't and i do believe that that kind of just is a statement or an indictment on like their youth they're not they don't have a lot of veteran leadership but i think that they could be sneaky tonight and i might take them at plus five and a half at minus 110 i think this could be like a three-point game or they could end up getting railed but i just feel like this might be a game where they're going to keep it close so if i'm going to bet on this game i might go plus five and a half for the hornets Maybe take a look at an alt spread, but that's kind of where my mind's at right now. Word up, Andy. Yeah, the Heat are so interesting. They've had so many like locker room chemistry problems lately that I'm like, they're in the one seed too, which is weird. And we've kind of beaten this dead horse to the point where like they want to avoid the Nets. Everybody wants to avoid the Nets. Well, somebody's going to have to play the Nets if they win their play. And so I expect it to be this Miami team. So I have, I have. The Hornets tonight because I'm I think the Heat are the one team that might actively try to just not play the Nets. I I really think they're the one team because think about it, Boston feels comfortable. Obviously Milwaukee and Philly feel comfortable. They have their guys. 
Miami's having problems with Jimmy Butler right now at the worst point in the season. The worst point in the season, right before the playoffs. So I have a player performance double because I think Charlotte's going to win tonight, overall win tonight. And I have the the king of just scoring a ton of points in meaningless games, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Rozier. Yep. Terry Rozier uh, I got him a 20-plus. I think it was 22-plus, to be honest with you. And a... Hornet, yeah, twenty-two plus, and a Hornets win at plus five forty tonight. Andy, over you a lot of conviction there. You know what? I like. I feel really good about a lot of the points you just made. Yeah, I'll be I honest. Won- I hate Miami, honestly, and I think they're the. One, I think the one team that's going to have to actively avoid playing Brooklyn because I think they'd get swept. I honestly think they would get swept by Brooklyn. Can I pose a question to you both on that point? Yeah, because obviously it's it's been documented in the near past about like kind of the tumultuous undertaking that's going on in the Miami locker room right now, I guess for lack of a better term, it seems like you said they're having problems with Jimmy Butler, like guys like Udonis Haslam who've been on the team for 90 years are kind of having conversation with the best player on the team. And like, if you're coming up or if you're of the opinion that they might lose some games or not play their best to try to avoid the Nets, like couldn't that kind of compound on the issues they're already having? And like, you don't, I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say is like, if you're the Heat, do you really want to go into the playoffs having locker room issues and then also not playing your best ball? Like, it just seems like a bad formula to enter the playoffs. It does. But in the way that I look at it is who would you rather play? Would you rather have a first round series against Cleveland or Atlanta where you can get some of those good feelings back if you beat them four to one? Or you can get the Brooklyn Nets who are going to sweep you out of the playoffs. And now you have a whole offseason to think about that. Maddie, so there's. Yeah. yeah, no, I think pretty much the same thing. I think that, like, regardless, they're, they'll figure it out. Like, they're the Miami Heat. Like, they, I'm not really concerned about them, truthfully, like, in the playoffs like that. Like, I think that if there was anybody that I'm looking at that's just going to bail out like that, it's, it's the Bulls. Like, I'm not oh, – yeah. I don't really – like, the Heat, I don't think that they're going to win a championship, but I think that they're going to see themselves, like, in the late in the East at least. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't find them like shaking in their boots about Brooklyn the same way like a team like the Bulls or Cavs or like somebody in the lower east was like I get that like Brooklyn's the big scary team and like they have had that turmoil in Miami but like it's still like Eric Spolstra like knows what he's doing in this league like they have enough guys Pat Riley like we're talking about the Miami Heat this is one of the most like prestigious franchises in sports so like they surround themselves with just like winning and like success. So I'm not worried about them really that much. That would be my ultimate feeling too, is I don't think as any team you want to go into the playoffs, not playing your best ball, kind of like playing timidly to avoid playing somebody else in the playoffs. But ultimately they have that championship cachet. Spolster has been to many championships. Jimmy Butler has been to a championship. We've seen, yeah, we've seen the bubble. Like they have that type of team that can make a run. So exactly, if there is one team that I think I would be, scared to play right now and one guy in this league that has me shaking in my boots it is this man the greek freak Giannis antetokounmpo going up against the bucks or against the bulls tonight the bucks bulls in chicago 8 10 p.m the bucks are just unreal bro they are they were on cruise control they're showing it that like they are the best team in the league in my opinion yeah, I I tend to agree. They are they scare me personally. Like I had dreams of the Celtics winning the East. I think they're almost gone because of because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I I have nightmares of him in my sleep. Like so, I really think obviously you've you've 
you've pretty much said this better than everybody. Anybody, you hate the Bulls basically, and I'm I agree with you. They are just they're frauds. Ultimately, they don't play good against good teams. And guess what? Milwaukee's one of the best. So they're the bull. Uh, the Bucks are covering the minus five tonight. Easy, Easy. because Giannis is amazing. So I don't hate the Bulls as much as you two seem to. Actually, I believe last week on the podcast we were a bit split on. I think a matchup between the Clippers and the Bulls. Bulls ended up pulling it out in overtime, but that's kind of nor here nor there. Just a little caveat <laughs> for all of you listening out there. But tonight's matchup, I kind of have to agree with you guys. It just seems like Giannis and the Bucks are going to be too much for the Bulls to handle, especially on their home court. It's just like I actually think the Bulls play better on the road, but that's my personal opinion. So I think the Bucks are going to go in there, handle business tonight. I like minus five at minus 114. And Maybe look for me to be active on this game on Twitter as well because it seems like there's a couple player performance doubles that I might be interested in dabbling with as well. For instance, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two plus threes in a Milwaukee win at plus 450. Let me tickle your fancy for Giannis Antetokounmpo three-point line in general being at .5. Talk to me nice, baby. That is sitting at right now over under .5 minus 178 for the over. So, like, if you think he's going to hit a three, you can combine that with some other line of his, even like that and a double-double, and I think you could be sitting pretty. Right yeah, now, you know, I'm looking at Chris Middleton's three-point lineup over two-and-a-half for plus 114, and I'm all over that. Chris Middleton's getting right to end this year, and, like, they're turning up for the playoffs, so I'm I'm all over that. I like where your head's at with Middleton. I still have flashbacks, like bad flashbacks of – I believe this was probably around like episode eight and there was a three point line out for Middleton. I ended up avoiding it and he had like five threes that night. I could have made a nice amount of money. So I certainly like betting on him. He's a, he's a baller too. Like he's he a bucket, bro. Ball. He's really, he's like that. Like truthfully, yeah. Chris Middleton is like that. And like, we saw it from the playoffs last year. Like he's cold blooded when it comes to like when it's time to kick up. So I'm all over the Chris Middleton train. And like, if there's one team I'm really scared of in the East, it is Milwaukee. Interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people are in all honesty. I think, especially being that they're the defending champs. I think a lot of people expect them to turn it on and, when it comes to playoff time. Yeah, and yeah. I, I saw something last night, and it was uh, that Giannis could be the first player in league history this season. If they win the NBA Finals, he could win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and I believe the scoring title as well. Wow. On top of, like, the NBA championship all in one season. So, like, that, talk about a resume. Like, I already think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, man, like, it's it's unreal how, like, what this guy's career is becoming, like, in front yeah. of our very eyes. Yeah, they're a championship season team. So I think that that pretty much puts them ahead of everybody, I think. That's a fact. Well, unfortunately, we're going to follow that game up with an absolute stinker going on in Minnesota. We got the Timberwolves going up against the Wizards. I don't really like anything here. Um, If I was to really stick my hand in the cookie jar, I might go Carl Anthony Towns, 12 rebounds and a Minnesota win. He's been feasting lately, and Washington really doesn't have anybody down. There's me. Matty, you broke up for a second. Oh, oh, I did just see that. Uh, what did you hear? I would just repeat your point, just so everybody. Oh, so I think uh, I'm not really sticking my hand in the cookie jar when it comes to this Timberwolves Wizards game. But if I was to, I like Carl Anthony Towns, 12 rebounds and a Minnesota win. I think that nobody down low for Washington could really handle him like that. They got K. Piss down there, but he's not intimidating to anybody unless you're like 
the Russian government. So oh my I'm going with <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, 12 rebounds, <laughs> and a Minnesota win, sitting at plus 176. So hammer that one home for me. Love it. Andy? Yeah, I'm, I, you you know there's a few a few people I'm obsessed with in this world. Just a few. But Anthony Edwards is one of them. I love Anthony Edwards. Obviously, he went to the school I root for, so I love Anthony Edwards. And and 25-plus on a Minnesota win feels like easy money to me. So at plus 225, I'd hit that tonight. That's This game sucks. Might as well bet that just to feel something in this game. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this game just for all <laughs> you listening out there. I'm not the biggest NBA fan, so it's tough for me to get up for games like this. But I'm looking right now to score 15-plus points. And granted, this is like the odds of this happening are very slim. But I like Pat Bev maybe at plus 340 to score 15-plus points. Like he's not the greatest scorer in the world by any means, but it's something to consider just to like have some money on the game. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I don't know who Washington has at point guard that's really stopping anybody. So. I could uh I could get along with that. Yeah, I mean he's had some games like just for instance going back March 14th at the Spurs, put up 20 points. Then the next game at the Lakers or versus the Lakers, he puts up 18. So he has the capability. His scoring has not been so prevalent as of late. Like his last couple of games, 10 points, nine points, zero points at the Rockets. But I guess he didn't play that game. So like he's very up and down. But it's betting for a reason. So I'm gonna go with Pat Bev 15 plus points at plus 340. All right, I like it. I like, I like it. it. Well, some people might see that you're betting on Pat Bev points and think you might have been uh, hanging out in this city a little bit much. Well, we're going to take <laughs> our talents to Colorado and oh, to Denver, no. uh, where we got the Nuggets going up against the Spurs. Another stinker, truthfully. I don't really like much in this, but last week I came on here and I said there was a chance that if you wanted to sprinkle a Jokic triple-double and a win, that like I kind of enjoyed that for that night. And it turns out that he fucking smashed that. So I'm going to ride with him again. I don't think anybody on the Spurs is going to stop this guy. So I feel like Jokic, triple-double, Denver win, plus 230, tickle tickle my fancy. Like, what? Wait, let me let me go real quick. Ditto. I have that exact bet, so we're good. We're, you you heard mine. I have the exact same thing. I have Jokic, triple-double, and a Denver win at plus 230. So there Turn you go. Turn me up. Yeah, let's toss go. some salad. I was jokingly going to say, give me Jokic to score 10,000 plus points tonight just because the guy's a walking <laughs> bucket. Like he legitimately like some of the shots that he makes. It's so impressive. And he really is something to behold when it comes to playing the game of basketball. But another game I'm not super interested in because the Spurs just kind of blow. I'm looking at the over under in this game, though. I'd probably roll with the over at minus 110 and over of 234. Both yeah, teams like, can score. Like it seems like a lot of the that, games uh, in the West go high scoring. So. Yeah, before we move on, uh, the Spurs have now hit the worst point. They were always boring, but now they're boring and they're bad. So nobody nobody gives a shit about them. Yeah, they're in a tough spot, man, especially in that city. Like my dad and I actually talked about them the other night and he was saying how far from grace they've fallen. Yeah. And I think people kind of look at that situation the wrong way because they built that team with Duncan and Ginobili and Parker from the ground up. They drafted all those guys. They they cultivated them. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, yeah. you can't – like, no one wants to go to San Antonio no. to be a free agent. So, like, they're not getting – and I'm just using LeBron as a guy. Obviously, he's fallen off a little bit, but he was the hottest free agent for 10-plus years in the NBA. Like, guys like LeBron aren't going to fucking San Antonio. It's just the truth of the matter. Yeah. It's a Fendi. Well, I want to talk about a guy that could be on the move soon, going up against a guy that should be on my team. Oh, no. We'll talk about Donovan Mitchell, the guy that I feel will be on the move very shortly, going up against John Moran, who got taken one pick before my Knicks. 
And both of these guys bring me a tumultuous amount of pain internally. Um, I really want both of them on my team. And it pains me that we don't have a point guard because both of these guys would fit perfectly on my team. With that being said, this game is my game of the night. I mean, clearly, this oh, yeah. is this is a we like besides the Suns, these are the two best teams in the West, no? Yeah. Yeah, no, they besides are. maybe the Warriors fully the healthy. Warriors yeah, are I was really gonna say the Warriors, but they healthy. can't stay healthy and they're fucking wildly inconsistent. So Yeah, so if the maybe if the Warriors had everybody back, but right now I'm looking at just the, these player performance doubles, of course, and I'm liking a little bit of a Donovan Mitchell 32 in Utah to oh, win. We were so close. I had 28 plus. Wow, dude, I don't. I was I was looking at that, but for the four points, I don't know. I could be getting a little greedy here, but the four points kind of swayed me from that plus 178 to the I plus 300. I hear that. Yeah, that's worth mm-hmm. it. It's worth it to to make that risk. I'm just taking a quick peek at Donovan Mitchell's stats, real quick. So. Forgive me while I take a look here. Yeah, while you, real quick while you do that, I just want to be clear. Donovan Mitchell is going to leave, but I want Knicks fans to listen. He's not coming to the Knicks. Thank you. His dad was a Met, bro. It's literally yeah, written in the stars. Yeah, his dad was a Met. That's why he's a Mets fan. But why would – whatever. Listen, listen, listen. It's listen. a dream. I'm looking here. He's a point scorer for sure, but it, he doesn't really fill the stat sheet in any other capacity. He's low on rebounds, low on assists, low on steals. So I was kind of interested in him for a double-double because he's at, like, plus 400. But no, I'm yeah. understanding now that that's yeah. why he's at plus 400 because he doesn't really get double-doubles. So I think I'm just going to roll with the Grizz at plus 172 on the money line here. You want to know something incredible, actually? You would think that Donovan Mitchell being a point guard and having a center like Rudy Gobert, he would be racking up the assist numbers. But fun fact, saw it on Twitter yesterday, Donovan Mitchell actually only passed the ball to Rudy Gobert twice a game. He averages two passes to Rudy twice. Uh, per game that is just insane yeah well because the I last time like he... Conley dishing it out i guess but even then like i feel like there's just they just don't gel like that like the way that you would expect like a, a shooting guard a star shooting guard and his center to to kind of want to mesh because yeah, the last time they were friends gobert gave him the plague dude come on that is facts but like i guess yeah. like i don't know man it's be- like it's 2022 <laughs> let's yeah, get right. over it COVID has deceased. COVID well, no longer exists. I do have something that uh, I'm very excited about. Unfortunately, it's coming in the next game. Um, we're going to take well, our talents now. about this game? Oh, no. Yeah, well, because you know why. You know exactly, you know exactly uh, why. Right. We'll just let him eat this why. Yeah, well, Valley. We're taking our talents to Sacramento, where we got the New Orleans Pelicans going up against the Sacramento Kings. Now, it does break my heart to see that it is not out just yet. But, ladies and gentlemen, you know I will be sitting here foaming at the mouth for the opportunity to put my money on Jonas Valanciunas double-double and the New Orleans Pelicans to win this game. You want to talk about obsessed? I may be obsessed with Jimmy Garoppolo's face, but this man's obsessed with Jonas Valanciunas' entire body. I just want to be clear. It may dude, be bordering on it. Dude, he's 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 giving he's giving me money. He's basically like paying me part of his salary. I feel like I'm part of the Valanciunas family. The way that I'm getting checks off of this man's gameplay, like, it, it's unreal. Like Maddie it is it is unreal how like consistent this guy's double double line is. I can't. I, you know what? I honestly can't fade you I, on that because ninety nine percent of the time, Jonas Valanciunas wins you some money. So if you're rolling with a Yoni Valley player prop tonight, I'm probably in the same boat. 
And in all reality, I just don't care about the Kings or the Pelicans. Exactly. So, like it's a stinker. Yeah. Like this is the, these are the games that you really are able to get that yeah. free cash. Yeah. You're not, yeah. you're not lying. You're not lying at all. Andy, what were your thoughts though? Oh no, I had nothing. I mean, just, just I hope I hope Jonathan and Tunis makes him happy. I really do. In, re- in all honesty, that. I hope one of these teams ends up in Vegas because I am just tired. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if watching them. if Sacramento could like leave Sacramento, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it would be. You want to well, move on to something this, just yeah, as deceased as COVID? We were talking about yeah, team <laughs> that's just as yeah. No yeah. player props because this game is such a stinker. Yeah. Truthfully, the Lakers are pathetic. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty, yeah. I mean, we've Matt and I have been beating this for for months. So I don't yeah. want to kick. I don't want to kick the Lakers while they're down, but I'll try. Um, I I I saw something Magic Johnson was on first take or something. He was talking about HIV. they wanted, yeah, they oh. wanted to keep Caruso. They wanted to get DeRozan. Like, it's over. All right, they made a stupid trade for Russell Westbrook, ruined their franchise, and now they're gonna get their asses kicked tonight by the Suns. So I'm covering. I've got the Suns covering the twelve. The minus twelve. The best thing about the Lakers right now is fucking winning time, and it doesn't. It's a TV show. Have you watched it? Do with their actual success on or off the court in reality? It has to do with something that took place three decades ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Talk about living in the past. Yeah, honestly, I didn't really like much about this game either. But I'm gonna roll with Andy. I think the Suns cover, even if they don't have Aiton or uh, Devin Booker playing. Yeah. If it's just Chris Paul out there, like I'm with it. I don't even care. Like the Lakers suck. Yeah. yeah. And in that light, I would just go with a double result of Phoenix Suns at half and then Phoenix Suns to win the game at minus 300. Super cheeky, but better than taking them on the money line at minus 670. So it's a fact. They should dominate the whole game, too. So exactly. Well, if you guys are comfortable, I think that's going to do it for our NBA slate. We're going to head over into something that's kicking off this coming week. It's the Masters for all you golf fans out there. We were talking about this a little bit before we went on air. Just really exciting vibes all around. The weather's getting a little warm, just ready to hit some balls around, you know? Just a few dudes in some tight pants swinging, hitting balls. Uh, I would maybe check yourself on the tight pants. There's some guys that like to rock a little bit of loose package out there. Well, I'm more of a a tight pants fan. I'm I'm more of a tight pants guy. Tight pants guy. The ultimate point that Matt makes, though, is that this is the weekend and the week for all golf lovers out there. The Masters, you can't beat it. The scenery, the pageantry, just the love for the game. It it truly is at a high level. I don't think it gets any higher than when it comes to the Masters. So I'm really excited. I know Andy's excited. I know Matt's excited. So all of us here really intrigued to, to watch all these guys hit some balls this week. And then obviously the biggest story of them all, Andy, I'm, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this will be Tiger Woods after that horrific car crash. He is practicing and potentially going to play this weekend. So, yeah, I fully expect them to play. Cause there's two things. I don't think he'd be working so hard to play and not play. And I also don't think he'd put himself in this position if he didn't think he can succeed. So I don't think Tiger's going to win, but I think he's going to make the cut now. The Masters has always been important in my family because it grew up. I grew up like, well, I was born like five minutes from there. And we, my dad and I always watched Sunday. I usually don't watch the first three days. I probably will now that Tiger's probably going to play. And then Masters Sunday. So that's always important. So Sunday, lock in on Twitter. I'm going to have, I'm going to tell you who's going to win basically the night before. Okay. Wow. It's going to be clear. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm gonna tell you who's gonna win. I just but got chills down my spine. Pulling no punches. It'll be it'll be easier because you'll have like five guys that'll be clear in the running to win. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now it's an absolute who's who. If you're looking on FanDuel at these odds, like you go John Rom, Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka. The names go on, and it's just like, oh wow, that guy could win. That guy could win. That guy could win. All the way to like. Then Jordan Spieth comes up, and then you're like, the next guy can win. No, I mean, yeah. in all honesty, dude, I think <laughs> has played much better over the last season and a half. Like, I definitely think he has a shot. All the way down the guys like Bryson DeChambeau, plus 5,000. Obviously, he, he can crush it off the driver a little he bit inconsistent with his iron play. But if he can hone in the irons this weekend slash week, like, he's got an absolute shot to win it. And, like, I'm kind of in the same boat as Andy where it's like my mind is kind of all over the place because there's so many options for these yeah. guys that can win. But – I think something to keep an eye on will be Scotty Scheffler plus 1,500. He won the last event on the tour, which is the the Dell Technologies match play. So he took the first place trophy in there. 22,000 – wait, excuse me. I'm looking here. I can't read. bro. I was going to say if anybody was somewhat of value in those like picks, like you were saying, it's just names. It's literally just a yeah. list of names. Like yeah. You could just pick whoever you want. But I was going to say if somebody was of some value, it could be Scheffler just like because of you said – being that he's seen that victory as of late and he's kind yeah. of he's he's been at the top like the, he's Riding in his prime team. right now so i feel that he could have potentially been at a plus 1300 which seems like a little bit more comfortable line in my head for him so i feel like plus 15 is something i might even want to jump on there no doubt yeah i mean it really uh it's tough when it comes to golf because there's yeah. so many factors to consider like a lot of factors weather Tons. is a factor to consider oh yeah um, what was it that you had said, Andy? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that in the masters, you usually see somebody that's where most guys make their name. Like I know nobody had heard of Spieth until he won the masters. Like Patrick Reed. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick, uh, Reed a few years ago. Uh, he, nobody knew who he was. So a guy like Colin Morikawa, some lower name guys that are still up there in the odds at plus 2200, like those types of guys that you don't know of much yet, but they're good golfers and they have a chance to win. So that's kind of what the Masters is for. I I 100% agree with your point all the way up until you say more college. Just because Did like, I picked the wrong guy. He He's won some majors on tour. Like he's a vet. Yeah. Like he's younger than me. He's 23 years old and he's Young already guy. won two or three majors. Yeah. But like absolutely a type of guy. Like he's not made his name on, on yeah. the Masters stage. So like certainly an opportunity for him to get his name more well known, so I agree with your sentiment yeah. there. I, I'm like, I, I just want to be very clear. I will be rooting for Tiger until he's out. I love Tiger Woods. So I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think you are in the majority there. And just to, I guess, kind of wrap things up. Last year's winner of the Masters, Hideki Matsuyama, sitting at plus 4400 right now. So, like, it kind of goes to show that just because you've won this tournament before, like, there's no guarantee that you're going to win it again. So yeah, it's I really just want to add in. I, I have one absolute lock for my master's weekend what do you like and that is course record to be broken no what's the odds on that because i peeped that earlier and then i didn't finish looking at it my it's minus 2000 so oh unless, you got, oh, yeah, okay. unless you got homies wanting to throw the crib on it i mean isn't the record like minus 20 something minus 21 it's I absurd think, i yeah. think that might have been set by it was a few years ago right dustin it was johnson, dustin johnson. during the yeah. COVID year though like there's a there's a super large asterisk next to that victory because of it's the COVID is it a, is it a bubble? Is it a bubble situation over yeah, there? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bubble situation, but like even more so because at least in the bubble, like these guys had their squads. You know what I mean? Like yes, the the outside 
situation was way different than what they were used to dealing with. So it kind of made things tougher to navigate. But like there was just guys that weren't on the fucking card. You know what I mean? Like just a, a who's who of golfers that didn't play that. Week. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that was when Tiger was busy playing the match, right? I don't even think he played in the match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there were just guys that didn't show up. Whereas in, like, the bubble, it was just kind of, like, different for those guys to navigate. But definitely the point stands. So if you guys are feeling good with all the stuff that we got out here today, in terms of our NBA talk, in terms of our PGA talk, I think we're good to wrap up episode 15. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. be ready for Thursday. Real quick. Everybody be ready for Thursday. Baseball. Baseball season starts Thursday, opening Let's day. We're gonna it. have, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna have player props and everything for baseball. home run parlays, all oh, the above. Yeah. Like we're, we're gonna, gonna we're tell getting you, spicy. We're getting shysty. It's oof. we're gonna tell you who's gonna win every division, and we're gonna oh tell God. you how many how many times Javi Baez is gonna strike out. Per These game. picks are gonna be so good. You're gonna be wiping your ass afterwards. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. In all reality, though, folks, thank you for joining us. Can't thank you enough for being on this ride with us. As we wrap up episode 15 of Moneyline Madness, be on the lookout for episode 16 dropping Thursday. And as always, please follow us on all of our social media pages at ML Madness Pod on Twitter. We're super active. Really like looking for interaction with you guys, too. So if you're seeing our bets, let us know what you think. Let us know where your mind's at so we can have some interaction and make this thing fun. So without that or with that said, rather, I'm, I'm good, boys. Episode 15 is a wrap. Yes, sir. Take it easy, fellas. All right, peace. Go dogs.